0: At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
1: When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double field points, and lots more. Sign up at kroger.com boost. Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free 1-800-610-7035. Email xone at XZoneRadioTV.com. On MSN Messenger, XZoneRadioTV at Hotmail.com. And our website, www.XZoneRadioTV.com. Explanation. my guest this hour is James K. Papp. He is a writer and artist whose longtime interest in spirituality led him to spend 12 years working on the Mayan, or I should say working with Mayan teachers. He and his wife Lisa have made periodic pilgrimages to Mayan sacred sites in Mexico. And Jim is the author of a new book that is perfectly timed for these days. It's entitled Inquire Within, A Guide to Living in Spirit. He wrote the book after receiving many questions from people concerned about 2012 and a, is it an impending apocalypse or is it the start of something new? Joining me now is Jim Pappen. Jim, welcome to the X-Zone.
5: Hi, Rob. Thanks a lot for inviting me to be on. It's nice to meet you.
1: It's great having you with us, uh, Jim. Uh, everybody's talking about December 21st, 2012, the end of the Mayan calendar, the the end of the world as we know it. What's the real scoop? You've worked with Mayan teachers for 12 years and what's the scoop?
5: Well, the scoop is that uh, one of my teachers, Elder Hunbats men who lives in the Yucatan, would say that we mm-hmm. westerners are preoccupied with danger and disaster and that we like it we like a horror story. And um the Mayans have never said that the world was going to end. Mm -hmm. It is an auspicious time, and it is the end of a long 5,000-plus-year calendar cycle, uh, the end of the fourth of four long 5,000-plus-year calendar cycles, and the beginning of another 5,000-plus-year calendar cycle. And the calendar does have to do with the timing of the change of human evolution, and times are changing, as we can witness by the many things that we see happening in the headlines and the movement uh, toward more planetary interest and fairness and equality. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not the end of the world, and it is the birthing of a new world, which um, the Mayan elders do have uh, something to say about.
1: Why is it, then, that people have taken the words of a, not the Mayans, but a person who enjoyed taking psycho psychedelic drugs, who blasted this information about the end of the world, the Mayan calendars, and has been able to to basically create a new cult following this idea when the Mayans said, Hey, listen, we never said that. Why did people take the word for granted without actually verifying the facts behind the word?
5: Well, that's um, a complex question, and there is no single answer I would submit. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly uh... there's an archaeological underpinning to this as far as uh... a very simplistic um, view of what the calendar cycles may mean and and, uh... the Mayan elders would suggest that the that the uh... larger importance of the twenty one december date actually originated in the circles of archaeology even as much as it is important to them themselves we have a certain apocalyptic mindset that flares up in our culture, it seems. I uh, Look at what happened with Y2K. Oh, yeah. um, we have a lot of worry and anxiety about the future, um, which if mm-hmm. we look at it in the uh, framework of our indigenous ancestors, they would say that our traditions are not rooted uh, in the earth. Uh, we don't really have a long-standing connection with Uh, a system that creates balance and harmony that had to live in tune with its environment in order to survive. And uh, so it's about getting back to those roots and getting back to practices that uh, are able to give us that uh, innate balance and harmony that we all have access to. Uh, And I originally was going to write a book about what the Mayan elders had to say about 2012 and the times we live in. Because Jim, we have
1: to take a commercial break. Please stand by. Exxonation. Jim Cap is our PAP is our special guest. His website is www.inquirewithin.com. And Jim Pap and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Welcome back to the X Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and uh, before we get back to our special guest this hour, Jim Papp, I've got to tell you about the lead story in the November issue of the X Chronicles newspaper. Over the years, I have debunked well over a hundred fraudulent, hoax, digitally manipulated photographs of everything, of be from a UFO to a ghost to Bigfoot to Loch Ness monster, and of course, religious photographs. I received a photograph the other day. I can't debunk it. We have put it through every one of our software packages that we have in our media services and media digital services at Relmar. I can't debunk it. Mac Alexander, who is in charge of our broadcast media center, cannot debunk it. It is a photo to be seen, and it's going to be on the front page of the November issue of the X Chronicles newspaper, which is going to be coming out on the 27th of this month. You're not going to believe your eyes. I can tell you that we are able at this time to authenticate this photo as real. It has not been digitally altered. It has not been manipulated it is the real McCoy. And I must say, after all the years, and I'm talking 20 years of doing this show, this is the first time I'm stumped. It took us three days to try and understand how they did what they did with this picture, and we can't. Front page, X Chronicles newspaper, November 2012 edition. Wow. 2012 is a year of miracles. It's a year of new beginnings. It's, an, it's a year that I think a lot of people are going to start waking up and understanding that we are not alone and that we're all connected with one another on this beautiful planet of ours. And finally, maybe finally, we'll start working with each other with each other and we'll start respecting each other's beliefs, philosophies, And maybe we'll just start getting along with each other. Wouldn't that be great? December 21st, 2012 is a date that is known around the world. Many people believe that it is the end of the world as we know it, because the Mayan calendar stops. As you know, ExoNation, in March, Laura and I went down and did a series of specials from Mayan, Mexico. We went to the Yucatan. We went to Nicaragua. We went through Mexico. We spoke with the Mayan elders, and as our guest said before we went to the commercial break, they never said it was the end of the world. Here you've got a guy by the name of McNally who used to or still does enjoy taking psychedelic drugs, psychocratic drugs, and he came out with this startling revelation that December the 21st, 2012 was the end of the world, and so many people bought into it. Jim Papp reminded me that it's... No different than 20, uh, when was it? Y2K. How many people got suckered into that, Jim? And uh, first of all, Jim, I want to thank you once again for joining us. It's nice to talk to somebody who has done their homework like you and your wife have. You've gone and spoken to the Mayans. You know, and I agree with you. It's, It's the start of something new. Does the galactic alignment have anything to do with it, Jim?
5: Well, the galactic alignment, uh, if you actually go and look up what the astronomers have to say about it, it was a very close galactic alignment, and uh, the apex of that alignment was in, uh, I believe, uh, 19... It began in 1998, and -hmm. it finishes in about 2016. And uh, so we're in the middle of that period, but it is not exactly coinciding with the 21st of December. But uh, metaphorically... Mm -hmm it does uh, align with the notion of the birthing of a new world and the way that the Mayan elders talk about it is that there will be no fireworks on the twenty-first or twenty-second of December that uh, the new world is born just as a new baby is born and a new baby is not able to do very much right away mm-hmm. uh, there is a unit of time called a calendar round which is fifty-two solar years or seventy-three of their two hundred and sixty-day sacred calendar cycles and that's broken into four parts we're going to have thirteen years of being as infants in our new way of being with each other on planet earth where we're realizing that, again that we are all human beings that we all have value that we depend on each other and the planet in order to live just as you were portraying our earlier uh, a few moments ago we're going to have thirteen years of being toddlers here on planet earth together um, starting to realize the new possibilities that we have for this harmony that we're all capable of we're going to have 13 years of being adolescents, and we're going to have 13 years of being young adults, and by the end of that 52-year calendar around a more apparent manifestation of the physical changes and how we're being together will be apparent, but uh, the actual birthing is considered to be uh, the day after the end of the great cycle on 21st of December so 22nd, and the new great cycle begins of uh, over 5,125 years, and um, the calendar continues. There is no calendar stopping. There is a notion of the calendar ending that everything goes kaput, but it's it's sort of silly. It's like saying your car hits 100,000 miles and it's just going to stop wherever it is on the freeway.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: I like to refer to the Mayan calendar turning over here as the cosmic odometer of humanity. It's a big thing, and it's worth taking attention to notice for. And uh, we're shedding off the skin of the past of the ways that no longer are serving us and, and stepping into our, our new way of being. And uh, it's not dramatic, uh, but it is uh, profound.
1: Uh, Jim, why did you or how did you get, uh, get involved with the study of mind, spirituality and the culture uh, as well as the uh, calendar?
5: Well, um, I had an interest in spirituality since my 20s when I started uh, to wonder if there wasn't more to the meaning of life. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was during collaborative art projects in the 80s with a group called the Dharmic Engineers, where we were using Mayan symbols and mythology as a central piece of this seven-year-long uh, project that we worked on. Uh, a couple of the fellows in the group uh, brought in the, the Mayan component and... I just uh, got stuck on it. I became obsessed. I uh, I, I would draw the symbols. I would mm-hmm. read the books. I would uh, eventually have to go to Mexico. And, and uh, uh, on the debut of the showing of this collaborative art project, which is seven freestanding doors that correspond to the seven chakras, outside at a park in Seattle, Washington, I met a woman, not coincidentally, a Mayan spiritual teacher named Mary, um, and Little did I know that that was the beginning of the new path for me uh, personally. And then on my second trip to Mexico, I met a gentleman um, uh, named Pedro. I, I was finishing a long day at the temples. The Mayans don't call them ruins. They call them temples. And uh, it was the last stall outside of the, the temple area, and I was just poking in one last one before catching the bus, and this gentleman told me that he recognized me from a dream that he had, and he was expecting to meet me and uh, his name was Pedro, and uh, I'm just going to finish the story because it'll really anchor in how I got so connected sure. with all of this. And basically, we got together that night after he finished selling his arts and crafts for the day, and we got to talking, and he asked me about my wife and myself, and did we work together? And I explained that, well, I have my job, and I have my creative activities, and she has her job, and she has her things to do, and he looked at me, then you're not working together. You're not together. And I said, no, but we we respect each other. And he looked at me and he put his hand out in the air and he said, then you are lost. And when he did that, I felt as if I was made of glass and I just shattered into a million pieces. And I realized that I was living for myself more than I was living for anything else. And I had to learn how to come back and find harmony and balance Mm -hmm. and be, be able to serve. That was the beginning of
1: it all. Wow. Now, uh, why did you and your wife, Lisa, make so many trips to uh, the Mayan temples?
5: The temples, when you were there, have an amazing effect.
1: They certainly Um, do,
5: yeah. There's an energetic component that's very subtle. It's like a low-level energy field Mm -hmm. that uh, many people pick up on. Uh, These temples were very carefully, precisely built to cause experiences of harmony, of communion, and when one approaches them with uh, an open mind and with the intent of being present, uh, amazing things happen. And I, it's, uh, after going there and having my first uh, couple of trips and then meeting Pedro, who I just told you about, mm-hmm. I realized that I had a steep feeling, and it was, it was the same feeling I had for my hometown in Alaska. I couldn't explain it, but I felt like I was home there. And when one has that feeling, one wants to repeat it. And I would go there, and I would feel like I was entirely back in my element, yet there was nothing in my life to prove that that should be so. It makes you wonder about reincarnation and stuff like that. But uh, nevertheless, uh, it is a harmonic, easy, inspiring, door-opening, memory-awakening place these temples are.
1: You know, what is going on in the world today, and in the news particularly, that points to a transformation already occurring, in your opinion, Jim?
6: Well, I think
5: movements like the Occupy movement, like Arab Spring, Mm -hmm. um, like um, our recent election where uh, a lot of people were surprised at how strongly uh, people in the United States spoke about uh, the need for... Change. Fairness. We're seeing a lot of manifestations of uh, basic human desire for fairness and mutual respect, and it may be that not all of the movements are acting uh, harmonically all of the time, but they are certainly symptomatic of what's happening. Um, and it's really necessary when we look at some of the uh, some of the cultural. Idealizations uh, and sensationalism regarding 2012. We had the blockbuster movie 2012. We had the Chevy Super Bowl ad. Yeah. I don't know if you happen to see that. Yeah, I did. It was pretty, pretty entertaining, but also kind of uh, alarming and sad in a certain way. There's a, there's a certain uh, uh, fatalistic approach to it, which for when we're in a, a tough spot in our lives, it can cause us to, to uh, lose hope. And Jim, I'm going to have to stop bu- you here.
1: We're going to have to have a cliffhanger because we have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. XO Nation, well, Jim what- Papp is my special guest. His website is www.enquirewithin.com. And Jim and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away
0: dreams are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom don't miss shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder sandra corcoran's inspiring book shamanic awakening between the dark and the daylight this remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com.
2: This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media.
1: dot radio tv com I
2: believe it's meant to
1: Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Jim Papp is my special guest, and uh, Jim is the author of Inquire Within, a guide to living in spirit. His website is www.inquirewithin.com. And Jim, it's a great pleasure having you with us. And um, before we went to the commercial break, we were talking about the events that are happening in the world today and in the news that that point to a transformation that's already started, and as you pointed out, we had the uh, the different. What was the name of that movement? Occupy movement. We've got, let's see, General Petra, Petraeus, who is who has resigned. We have the the uh, his second in command, who is going to be taking over the CIA, who is now under investigation by the FBI. We have the uh, let me see, Secretary the Attorney General, who is resigning. What's going on, Jim?
5: That's a great question, and the Mayans would have an answer for it as follows. We talked about the four long 5,000-plus year calendar cycles. Yes. And we're just finishing the fourth, and we're heading towards the fifth. Each one is called a world or a sun, and the Carlos Barrios, who's a Mayan elder and shaman and a member of the Elders Council, talks about the fourth world power structure and how it is... Uh, deteriorating and and in order for the fifth world the fifth son to be born Mm -hmm. and that the old ways that any of the old ways that have to do with power over others are necessarily having to uh, disappear in order for what they call a return to the natural order which is a restoration of harmony there's a natural tendency just like nature abhors a vacuum for there to be symbiotic relationship between all things and so we're seeing this transition occur before our eyes so what we what we see is bad news if we broaden our, uh, our vision to take a, a wide-angle view we can actually look at the prophecies and see them as part of what is happening but we have to take uh, our own part in this by taking action to support the ways of mm-hmm. life that uh, do include respect for all.
1: In your studies when speaking with the Mayan teachers Were you able to make any correlation with other religious philosophies, Uh, for example, Christianity, Hinduism, Buddhism? Is there any common thread that was able to tie them all together?
5: Uh, The common threads would be in the realm of of human value, or what we call inner value, Mm -hmm. where we are basing our value not on our job, not on our relationships, not on... Uh, our possessions, but our, on our integrity, on our character, on uh, what we carry with us internally, and sure, we need material things in the in the world to live all of us do, and sure. there's absolutely nothing wrong with, with that, but we need spirituality uh, and we need spiritual sustenance as well, and so um, it's the common area is that we are all human beings, we all have value, we all depend on each other and the planet in order to live and while religious or any other messages can be uh, used or skewed uh, away from that, uh, that would be the common
3: core.
1: What is your definition and the origin of the word apocalypse? Because we hear that all the time now. But one thing I have noticed, Jim, and I don't know if you and your wife have noticed this as well, it seems the closer we get to December 21st, 2012, there are more and more people that are doing an about-face who were hardcore proponents of the end of the world.
5: Yes. Um, the word apocalypse actually is a, of Greek origin. It comes from the Greek apocalypsis, which refers to the revelation of something hidden. Mm-hmm. Uh, it refers to the unveiling of new or unseen ideas. And as far as my uh, uh, my understanding of the religious context, which is not an area that I have practiced in, It has to do with the ultimate victory of good over evil. Now, those notions there would seem to be quite different from the common uh, modern-day working definition of Apocalypse, which really is about the end times and about the end of the world. And so it's quite a jump. What we're looking at is uh, is the ultimate uh, bad thing to happen versus the changing of life as we know it. And Mm -hmm. we're sort of hoodwinked, uh, even by ourselves, to think that, well, if we just get to the next station, everything will be okay. Change catches up with us, though, because change is always happening. And so Apocalypse really is about the rebirth and transformation of consciousness of life on Earth. It's really meant to indicate this transformation of our consciousness, maybe even the end of the world as we know it, i.e., as we experience it Mm -hmm. or as we participate in it, but not physically the end of any world. It's about these new, unseen revelations that could be interpreted by some even as the parting of the veil, where we're coming all into that union again.
1: Is there a message that uh, that was relayed to you by the Mayan teachers for everyone that's that's listening today?
5: I would like to relay the message that Carlos Barrios gave when he spoke to us, to Mayan elder I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. He says that the first lesson uh, of the elders that is that it is easy for us to lie to ourselves, that we really have to start where we are and be honest with ourselves. And If we ask ourselves if we're doing the best we can to work for change, to plant a seed of consciousness in others, to take a moment to light a candle and, and say a prayer for a better world for our children and our children's children, to take some sort of action um, even with regards to our intentful living, that that is really the message to consider as a starting place and that we must stop the distraction. Um, We all rely on the planet in order to provide all the things we need, and so let us consider that and let us give thanks for what we take because it changes our relationship with what we're taking.
1: Jim, where did the Mayan get their great, vast resource of knowledge from?
5: Well, the Mayans consider their uh, knowledge to be cosmic knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be art slash science or, or science slash religion. These disciplines are, are not considered typically to be separate. Uh, space-time, there is no separate space or separate time. They have a word that is for both of those concepts together. Uh, they were very attuned to the stars, and many of their temples are aligned to um, observe uh, or venerate certain uh, celestial activity. And there's a very important uh, presence of the Pleiades in their culture, which has also to do with that 52-year calendar round I mentioned earlier. The 52 years, it's going to happen, for example, after the 21st of December. That happens to be the short cycle of the Pleiades. Um... There is a great connection with many of the animals and the natural features on Earth. So it's really a nature uh, cosmology, a nature religion, which comes not just from the Earth, but from the stars. And it's, it's Mother Earth, it's Father Son, it's um, the Grandfather, the Grandmother Elders in the sky. Um, so it's really uh, a very vast cosmology.
1: Excellent, Nation. My special guest this hour is Jim Papp his website is www.inquirewithin.com i i've had the opportunity of going to jim's website please visit it it's a wealth of information and um, you know jim was wasn't feeling very well and uh, and yet here he is today because he believes in what he is doing and jim once again thanks for joining us i know that you uh, you were on a business trip and that you came down with something but here you are today helping us uh, helping us Disseminate the disinformation that seems so frequent in today's society. So, thanks again, Jim.
3: You're very
5: welcome. I'm glad to be here, Rob. It's uh, this is important stuff to
1: me. It certainly is, and it's very important to me. And this is why, over the years, whether it was Y2K, whether it was hail bop, whether it's the the Mayan calendar, false prophecies, the end of the world, the apocalypse. There is so much garbage out there, and it's a breath of fresh air to have somebody like you on the show who's done their homework, who hasn't taken anything at face value, hasn't done the research on the Internet like everybody's doing today and calling themselves an expert. But you and your wife actually spoke to the people. You went to the horse's mouth to get the information. And my hat is off to you for that, sir. Tell me a little bit about Inquire Within, A Guide to Living in Spirit.
5: Yes, Rob. Um I was mentioning earlier how I was originally intending to write a book about what the Mayans themselves had to say about the times we live in, because all of the information in the newspapers and the internet was by non-Mayan people. Mm-hmm. And while I'm not a Mayan myself, uh, I felt that uh, so strongly that their voice needed to be represented that I was going to do something to assist. Well, mm-hmm. thankfully, Carlos Barrios, who I referred to earlier written a written wonderful book, um, book called The Book of Destiny, uh, uh, Unlocking the Secrets of the Ancient Mayans and Prophecy of 2012. So he's done a great job in that, and I highly recommend that resource for, for you. But I went on a long backpacking trip after Mayan teacher Mary told me that people didn't need to hear more about Mayan prophecy, especially from me. People needed to know how to live a fulfilling, fearless life. And so I went backpacking for two weeks by myself, and I started writing in my journal about all the things we've done for thousands of years to find that inner peace, that balance and harmony from prayer and gratitude, meditation, being in nature, fasting, ceremony, offerings, altars, and so forth. And I started writing, and uh, I ended up writing a chapter about each of these items as an introductory way for people who are at a crossroads. if you're at a crossroads and you're looking for some handholds and some practices that have roots mm-hmm. that you can really grab onto in the, in the storms of life, that's what this book was written for. And it's a, it's a way to find handholds to work on re- uh, gaining the calmness that is eternally within each of us.
1: How do you foresee the the change that humanity is going to be making over the next, let's say, you know, twenty, thirty, forty years? The change has started. Are you seeing changes yourself? You've been studying this. What can you tell us about what we have forward, what we have to look forward to?
5: I wish I could answer that question for you. The the, the only uh, thing that I can say, and I can say this very confidently, is mm-hmm. that. What's changed for me, as I've been aware of the of, uh, messages from the elders, I'm aware of the changes that I'm seeing and the great polarity that's uh, appear to be present in the world, is that the sense of community that I'm experiencing is the greatest that it it's ever been. I think that people are coming together. They're, they're buying their food uh, locally more often. They're uh, having dinner with their friends who share values. They're uh, taking more responsibility for their own lives, and that this new community, which is about mutual respect and supporting each other, because each of us needs other people in order to live, Mm -hmm. is building before our eyes, but uh, just like you don't notice uh, a child growing when you're living with that child every day, we don't notice what's happening. We're busy going about our lives, because we have have, uh, children to raise and, and jobs to work at, but... Um, the change really is happening. And when one uh, removes himself from the flow of what we call consensual reality and goes for a, uh, uh, away for a couple of weeks and comes back, you can get a fresh perspective on life and start noticing this stuff for yourself.
1: These are certainly uh, very interesting times, uh, times that are, we're, all, we're all going to see changes. Look what's happening with the Earth. It seems like even Mother Earth is starting to say, hey, I've had enough and you know we've had a number of earthquakes uh, in the in the past couple of days we've had earthquakes in El Salvador we've had earthquakes in the United States we've had earthquakes in Asia we've had tsunamis we've hurricane sandy my gosh look at that
2: yes.
1: you know and uh, it it seems that people are finally noticing that we're we're ruining ourselves we're ruining our life, we're ruining our environment, we're we're running at such a fast pace that we actually need to slow down and smell the roses.
5: Yes, and we we need to notice these things and and so uh, manifest Mm -hmm. various circumstances for us to have the opportunity to to do that. Some of them are more difficult than others to go through. Um, There have been a lot of earthquakes uh, lately, but there have not been any largely tragic earthquakes, and so... uh, uh, it's been more of a gentle pressure release than uh, it could be, um, but definitely attention-getting. And hopefully we can uh, benefit from taking small cues rather than having to get uh, larger events that are even uh, more difficult to endure.
1: Let's keep our fingers crossed on that one, my friend. Exonation, okay. our special guest this hour, Jim Papp. And the family name is P-A-P-P. And Lisa and Jim are combining their extensive professional sales and customer service and executive leadership experience to create the Productive Power of Gratitude, a program to help people overcome anxiety and chaos to find peace and harmony in their lives and in the workplace. Here's the website, www.inquirewithin.com. And Jim is the author of Inquire Within. A Guide to Living in Spirit. And once again, his website, www.inquirewithin.com. Don't forget, Exonation November 27th, the X Chronicles newspaper will be distributed worldwide. And if you'd like to get your copy, just send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. I'll make sure the people at the X Chronicles get it. And the print version is now available on Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. As we continue speaking to Jim Papp here in the X Zone from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
3: Are you curious? Do you want to learn more about how the world works and have fun at the same time? It's
6: weird stuff.
3: it's the bombs, it's the comets, it's the dark that is upon us, So, so
5: say the folks who all quote Nostradamus, earth
6: changes, earth changes, oh prophets of doom, it sounds
3: like disaster
1: Okay, the poles they will shift and volcanoes will fall low. LA gonna disappear, New York turn to jello. There'll be tidal waves,
6: earthquakes, fringes, and crisis. The earth's gonna be screaming, you can all kiss. My axe is goodbye, and bye, bye,
1: earth Changes. Ah, that song, Earth Changes by our good friend Michael Horn, makes me laugh every time I hear it. The sad part is, Jim. He's right. <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: You know,
1: the earth is one of these days is just going to say kiss kiss my axis goodbye. That's it. Exonation uh, Jim Papp is our special guest of this hour. He's the author of Inquire Within, a guide to living in spirit. His website is www.inquirewithin. And where is your book available, Jim? Our uh, book
5: is available on amazon.com. And you can uh, you can uh, come to our website inquirewithin.com, and download free chapters uh, mm-hmm. for obtaining more calmness and peace in your life and uh, check out some great resources uh, there as well.
1: I love your website, filled with the information, you. Jim. Uh, you've got courses that are going to be starting in the spring of twenty thirteen. Can you tell us about them?
5: Yes, uh, the that we're developing is called the Productive Power of Gratitude, and I can't give you a lot of details yet because it's actually in development, but um, we talked earlier about these practices that humans have used for a long long time to Mm -hmm. access that inner peace, that balance and harmony, and gratitude is, uh, to Lisa and me, uh, the practice that we have focused on the most, because first of all, not everyone is from uh, an actively spiritually practicing background and it speaks to people uh, from all walks of life without any of those trappings that can come up uh, in realms of prayer and meditation and so gratitude approves of virtually everything in our lives and there are voluminous scientific studies to back this up. Uh, my suggestion mm-hmm. for you is to light a candle if you can Say a prayer of thanks or an affirmation, if that's more suitable. Say a prayer or an affirmation for anything that's important to you, be it your health, your partner, your home, your life, your pet, even another day to be alive here on planet Earth. And it's almost too simple to be considered that it's going to work, but daily practice of gratitude and even the smallest amount is going to provide benefits that are incredible and again if you go to inquirewithin.com and look in the resource section under gratitude we've got some great books written by the real experts uh including scientists and psychologists who show you step by step how you can apply this stuff to your life and the program that we're uh, developing rob mm-hmm. is uh Basically drawing from the experts, taking our own experiences, and packaging something so that people who are busy can use this to get some immediate uh, benefits in their lives. In this age where we're concerned about our future, where we have worry and anxiety and fear about uh, the turning over of the calendar, and who knows what we'll worry about next, but there probably will be something after that.
1: Jim, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us tonight. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. Please give my very best to Lisa. And you know what, Jim? Love to have you back in the very near future.
5: Well, thank you so much, Rob. It's been a real pleasure, and I most appreciate the uh, conversation
3: with you. Thanks so much.
1: Jim, take care. Exo Nation, our guest of this hour, Jim Papp. His website is www.inquirewithin.com, and he's the author of Inquire Within, a guide to living in spirit, which is available from his site or on Amazon.com. I'll be back on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the X Zone. Don't go away.
0: Each of us has a purpose. We are destined to do something meaningful. Not only to support our loved ones, but to positively impact our communities throughout the country. What do you think a private Christian education looks like? Grand Canyon University graduates 25,000 students yearly and offers more than 225 high quality programs across nine colleges. Find your purpose at GCU. Visit gcu.edu.